0: Well, well, hello, and welcome back to the iHealth Channel and iHealth Radio. Tonight is the sequel for the Garrison Show, or the Garrison Hour, with Gabriel Garrison himself, again with us, with his wisdom and very unique angle and perspective. Uh, so so last couple of shows were very interesting, we talked a little bit about... Uh, Consciousness, consciousness, and a lot of different things, the power of thinking. And today, we're going to be surprised a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit of a a different angle. Again, something new, something exciting. And let's take it from there. And, you know, Gabriel, how are you? Welcome back.
1: Good. Hello. Hello, Hurricane. Uh, Thank you for um, our dialogue and the possibility to continue sharing some ideas which may be of assistance to somebody at some point. Today I would like us to address a little-known concept called learned helplessness. What do you think learned helplessness may mean?
0: So, uh, we learn bad habits. Basically, exactly. we learn the bad things, and we assume that they're good things, and we just get adjusted and accustomed, and we're stuck with them, and uh, until somebody wakes us up, we're not there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I
0: don't know if that was, Absolutely. but that's what it means to me. <laughs> yes, After you're, you're yeah. listening. Maybe this is a question that you have to answer.
1: <laughs> yes. So learn helplessness. We usually assume that people learn useful things, being helpful. Uh, being skilled going to school to learn some sort of degree with some sort of professional capacities at the same time we also may learn helplessness Um, when we are taught that we are victims when we are taught that there is no hope um, it's the big dream of dictators and individuals who want to abuse other individuals they cannot do it simply at all times, 24 hours, by directly forcing individuals to relent. So what they are doing then, is that they are trying to inculcate in the individuals the idea that they are inferior. And it's a good thing to be accepted by the, whomever would be the master in the process. Um, this is a learned helplessness um, paradigm. And we can address a little bit how the positive, the helpful learning may happen so as to uh, counter uh, those who are trying to teach us learn helplessness. So there are three factors which create our understanding of what's going on uh, outside us and inside us really in terms of how we think. The first one is Related to facts, right? Facts. Um, what, what are facts, uh, Hurricane? Uh, Mr. Cuomo keeps saying he's talking about facts. What are facts, do you think?
0: Oh, well, I mean, I would say concrete evidence, <laughs> things that are tangible that we can define mathematically and <laughs> we can, you know, uh, I guess, uh, account for and understand.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And that's exactly what the definition of it is. If facts are based on experiments, uh, and the experiments in the uh, Newtonian physics and also in quantum science, um, they are essentially uh, addressing the common trends between electronic photons and matters uh, in their interaction. And is there any predictability, predictability to that or is everything chaotic, right? So facts uh, would be objective um, statements and observations. So if I say it rains, that would be a fact, right? Um, so that would be the, the uh, objective aspect of, um, of the observation. The second aspect in our understanding are the interpretations or the interpretation of the facts. So how would you define interpretation, Harki?
0: Well, it would be the personal opinion how they perceive or how we perceive a certain fact or certain, you know, uh, I guess, context or any type of information.
1: Exactly. So if I say, it rains, which makes me happy, then the happy part would be the the interpretation, the subjective uh, aspect of the statement, it rains, which makes me happy. Um, Very often we assume we reverse the value. So, we assume that uh, an objective or or a fact, uh, a a neutral situation, um, triggers, by default, a certain kind of uh, feelings and uh, reactions to it. And uh, that, of course, is not the case. Uh, The facts, the substances are neutral until we give them a positive or a negative interpretation. So uh, the very same rain, right, which makes me happy, could make somebody sad at the very same time, same place, right?
0: Yeah, well, it depends. If if you have a drought, rain will make people happy. If you have a flood, rain will make you very sad and upset. So it's also, you know, uh, depends on the circumstances uh, and you know, the environment where, where that rain is happening, where that fact is taking place.
1: Right. So we may think that. And um, there is... Um, at some point some minority who begs to disagree with the majority in terms of whether rain makes one happy or sad, right? The one aspect that you are talking about, which is uh, measurable, is of course the rain, the quantity of it, the timing, the place, the effects on agriculture and such. Um, The other aspect is um, I don't care if it's drought outside, I have air conditioning in the home, and i just don't want the rain to to soil my shoes you see um so you see how this goes
0: i know well again but you're right it's interpretation right so i and that's 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 for a lot of things right people have we always say opinions right <laughs> about everything and sometimes they may be valid They may not be valid to them it's validated but you know it may be contradicting to the the common or what we call the normal Right. will we philosophically in what's the normal?
1: What's the normal? Exactly.
0: Thing? Exactly.
1: Yes. So, the reality is, according um, um, to um, quantum science, is not that the reality influences our perception, but that our perception influences our reality, including at At the material level. So, there were interesting studies, Hurricane done on the very um, DNA material of human beings. So, there were donors from whom uh, was prelevated some sample of their DNA. And the donors were in California and their DNA was shipped to New York. And the DNA sample was observed. Us, the donors, were exposed to what we would consider to be initially a bad or hatred-based or aggressive, resentful, triggering, negative ideas, like right? some horror movies, violence, on of abuse, um, accidents, blood, guts, and a lot, the worse, right. And what the scientists noticed, much to their surprise, was that at the same time and at the same place, when the stressing or stressful ideas were being um, 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 were being were exposing the donors, and therefore they, it triggered some sort of stress and sadness and anger and cringing, their sample of DNA on the west coast, their spiral of their DNA sample closed. In other words, it got stressed, constricted, it closed. And then they switched the focus of the visual aids and auditory aids, movies and such, to exposing the donors uh, to um, loving, good, caring, forgiving, um, musical, exciting um, ideas. And/or visual triggers, and then the donors, um, most of them anyway, responded by relaxing, by being happy, and such. And they noticed that the very same DNA spiral uh, uh, of these individuals on the east, on the on on the east coast, while these individuals were exposed to these um, ideas on the west coast, uh, the spirals of the DNA open. So. They relax so that was the big surprise did you know did you know about this
0: um, i mean no no this is news well i i know a little bit that dna is you know it's more than what we think and and it does have other type of traits and things like that that have been identified uh, i mean there's there's so many discussions about you know some dna uh parts of it that actually controls even the emotion piece and so on and so forth and how you behave based on a lot of things so i mean i've even heard the uh, a religious DNA component. <laughs> so, so, and and I'm not making light of it. I mean, I I can still believe in that. I mean, when you go beyond the obvious, I mean, there's more to things, and we've talked about that before. Uh, but but the interesting is that, to your point, I mean, whatever they've been subjected to, had an impact to the core.
1: I mean, to the core, like literally, physically, to the core,
0: which is our building blocks and and how we function. So,
1: which incidentally was separated and shipped. On the other side of the country.
0: See, that's what I, I'm not getting. So, was that part of the the, the
1: experiment, or was that an error? No, it was the experiment. Just because um, the idea was, if there is continuity through the electromagnetic field um, between the donor and and the sample, um, then what's going to happen uh, if we are true to uh, to our uh, paradigm about this continuity through energy uh, of the matter and uh, even when it's uh, separated so uh, they found this uh, to happen so when the individual was stressed uh, his thoughts uh, by the way these were not uh, stress related triggers based on reality where somebody was being beaten right mm-hmm. uh, 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 or or tickled or something but those these were make-believe um Images. Yeah. And there is uh, a side note. There is an interesting concept in the human mind called suspended disbelief. So suspended disbelief is when I suspend my own disbelief of a reality, which I know to be fake, so that I can appreciate uh, the idea about that fake reality in one form or another, which is why if it is a soft, touching, song, something that would be a tearjerker, even if I know the singer doesn't necessarily at that point in time have, have the heart broken, I'm still going to cry because if the song is so tender. If I watch Blood and Gods, even if they are made out of ketchup, and I know those are actors and are going to laugh all the way to the bank after the movie because it's no tragedy there, right? The suspended disbelief system in us Allows us to experience a fake reality while knowing it is fake, and yet choosing for a time being to assume it is true. So that's what happened with the images triggering happy and or sad images. So they were fake. However, because the individuals, the donors, had chosen to believe, uh, to buy into the narrative of those movies, um, they triggered their DNA, including the one that was detached from them to react accordingly. And this is very important because what is it when somebody has uh, nourishes um, positive thoughts such as forgiveness and loving and caring, then the DNA is going to relax, is going to become flexible, is going to become more mobile the circulation uh, in terms of blood and ideas and, and, and uh, oxygen uh, and motion is going to be increased. Uh, and that really is uh, life, isn't it? Um, life, and again, it's not based on the facts, on the reality of the situation, it is based on the interpretation of those facts which trigger then our interests or reactions or responses to it. This is very interesting because it really goes back to our 50, 10, 40 percent model of influencing our lives. 50 percent genetics, 10 percent only outside factors and 40 percent perception. Um, what do you think?
0: Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, it's, it's amazing how when most of us would not connect the dots and put all these things, you know, we see the obvious. But when you go to like the quantum, and you go to like you know a different level and energy, and you connect that to the biological stuff and the actual psyche and all that, I mean, it becomes a very interesting topic, and and it's all it's like again we call genetic code, right? So it determines how we behave, and it is subject to what we talked about the last time, you know, to to influences, and then thus you have you know interpretation and reaction, and I think that's exactly what this is about. And we all experience it, you know, and and we talked, you and I had talked about the idea of reflecting on things. And again, I mean, hopefully people are watching or listening uh, today or any other time this show. I mean, it's always, I I would always recommend that. I recommend this when I talk to friends, you know, you got to start thinking about things deeper than what they are. I mean, you got to see beyond the obvious and the just uh, the logic. I mean, there's more than logic. Sometimes things you can't even explain you know, by the basics that we understand. Uh, I mean, I think we had that conversation about the power of the brain. You know, we don't use much of it, you know, not even a small percentage of of our brain capacity. Uh, We can do a lot. I mean, and and that's the other thing. So uh, it's even thinking, we think more 2D, 3D tops. And, you know, there's, there's so many multiple dimensional, you know, ways of, you know, thinking. And we see that in science now and in how some of the things that are being, Used in in technology and in even biology science medicine Uh, it's all crazy stuff that you know that exists but people are almost unaware of Uh, you know I mean a lot of people I would say 90% at least that's my observation or at least my opinion talking about opinion (laughs) yeah you know they they walk their life they they live their life happy and they're not really taking it to the next level and you know but that's okay I mean not everybody is going to be thinking, you know, science or logic or beyond. Uh, you know, they it's 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 confined to whatever their environment and what their needs are, and that's okay. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with that, but when you start going beyond and wondering, about anything, I mean, I, I it's funny because I watched a lot of uh, fiction, science. You know, I'm I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah, 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 and and it's funny because when you look at some of the fiction we had in the 50s and the 60s and 70s. Today, some of the stuff that was fiction is reality. And I'm talking technology and even, look, I mean, we're, we're Zooming right now. <laughs> you know, yes. we're, we're two, two, two states apart. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that we can, you know, relate to in terms of technology. But that's, that's the, uh, things are changing, but they have rules and they have, you know, things behind them, physics, mathematics, genetics. There's all this stuff that, that's behind the scenes that we may not know or have control over. We're still are trying to understand it. Even our top scientists all over the world, they still are learning certain things day in, day out. The knowledge that we have is limited. You know, and the, the reason I mentioned fiction is because when you're th- thinking about aliens and we always think about them being the, the more, um, you know, advanced civilization <laughs> in the movies, that's how they portray them. And there right. are thoughts that say, well, if there is, maybe it's going to be like an amoeba. It will be just <laughs> a small little, you know, live on Mars, which is not going to be any relevant. Oh, we don't know that so the idea is knowledge can be a lot more um, tangible and deeper and again we're not even scratching the surface and, and if we go back in time and you and I we've talked about time and history you know if you look at the progression even it's funny because um, I, I told you I worked at Disney and, and everybody knows this I mean there's that 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 the big ball in Disney the earth right so you go in there, and it takes you around the history of mankind, pretty much. And you can see the progression of science and knowledge from the ancient times to today, right? And even it shows you some of the futuristic stuff at that time when they designed it. So, so that's actually where we are today. And then when we see some of the, we think about the future, thinking about flying cars and, and, and people, you know, that are you know, like, uh, um, what do you call it, like... Um, like hybrid, machine, man, you know, AI is actually a big thing to think about right now. You know, we're, we're talking about the movies like Terminator and stuff, you know, with you know future, you know, travel to the to the past. All these concepts, you know, they, they are concepts and they may, fi- may be fiction, but there's actually science to provide documentation and proof that it can be. I mean, even time relativity, time travel, you know, yes, we might not travel back in time, but we can certainly speed up. I mean, if you really get enough particles... In a very high speed, you can get close enough. They actually have demonstrated that close to the speed of light. And, you know, and you, I mean, look at the, 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 the shuttle. I mean, it goes around the Earth in about an hour and, and, and I think 45 minutes, whatever it goes around, an hour and a half, I think, exactly to, to, go, to go around the, the globe. Uh, yet, if you have to fly from one, from one side, to, from the States to, to Australia, 17 hours. So it's all depending on, on the speed, where you are. And it's all relative. Uh, also, if you travel in the speed of light, for example, and you come back, you know, you would probably be younger than the folks that actually you left behind. <laughs> and they'll probably yes. get old. So these are scientific facts. And, you know, there's everything applies uh, when you have gravity versus no gravity. And that's what a lot of these experiments are when they go up to the space station, for example. So I'm going a little bit outside of our topic, but it's, I, I think it's all coming back to the facts science yes yes and where we are in terms of knowledge today so so again i mean these are some of the facts that i'm aware of and, and and i always look at these things and connect them somehow and it does feed in into your psychology it does feed in into your outcome how you behave in life how you proceed in life how you perceive things and how you influence life and others around you so it's a little bit of a a soup you know, with a lot of different things in it. It's like a buffet of, of, of things that you can pick from. Uh, and you know, it's ingredients of, of, of a formula of, of a mathematical situation that you can think about. Yeah. That's really what I, I, I can relate to some of the, the conversation we had right now earlier about those facts and how they
1: interpret it and the genetics part of it. Right, so it's important, absolutely. Now, the learned helplessness, helplessness is based on one perception or misperception. And that is the idea that I cannot help myself from getting out of this or I have no control in my life. Again, uh, the perception very often is limiting or one-sided as to how can one um, act, react or respond to whatever reality he or she is facing. Uh, an Italian poem says, as long as there is life, uh, there is hope. Um, so what is hope, right? Hope much like a hopping rabbit is from the same route is when I essentially take jumps, not knowing ex- exactly where I'm going to land. I'm just doing it um, with just the, the the ideal that I would be landing safely, right? So that's that's, uh, hope <laughs> yeah so now the question is when I dare to act uh, and going to the unknown am I doing it out of love or am I doing it out of fear right because what's behind the perception is very important the why behind the what is extremely extremely important and 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 why do you think that's that hurricane why do you think the 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 why behind the what is so powerful in terms of the cause effect generated generated well, from
0: cause people? and effect why right? you just said it <laughs> cause and effect it's it's the driver it's you know what's going to motivate the, the 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 outcome i mean it's right like everything else it's i can i'm going to give uh, an example i can why gas right uh so I can have safety and put my my uh, snow you know blower you know <laughs> you know in gear yes. and get ready for a snowstorm or I can buy it for bad you know reasons. Uh, people buy you know drugs for medicinal purposes <laughs> or they can buy drugs for bad reasons. You know I mean everything can be used two ways and it's up to you know the consciousness and what you are your thoughts behind it and what the intents are that's gonna drive you know how you're gonna use them. The big debate these days, and it's been a big debate about weapons, right? And some yes. people are weapons, some people are not. You know, it's not the weapon. I mean, technically, that, that hurts is the people behind the weapon. You know, you yes,
1: exactly. A
0: enforcer, you can use it as a soldier, and you can use it as a thug. So it doesn't yes. matter. It's really, you know, how you choose to use everything, right? Uh, and it's, yes. a, you know, uh, you can use media correctly. You can use media in bed. Uh, you can You're use right. a book bad to influence people. You can use a religion, good or bad, you know? Right, so and it,
1: it, yeah. Crazy, you
0: know? Well, I hope yeah. I asked the question, but
1: <laughs> Yeah, sure. So it's important because that very perception you're talking about can make one um, act or not act, um, at least from the concept of fear. Um, so for example, let's say in states like Arizona and Texas where they have concealed carry um, permissions, um, one who wants to rob some old lady of her little purse and money will kind of be more hesitant because that little old lady may have a little pistol there and shoot him uh and and oh, just the f- <laughs> the <They're> cute <laughs> yeah just just the perception because of the concealed carry status of the the community that that individual may be in possession of the weapon is a, a, a strong enough deterrent for individuals to go and victimize civilians um, that they, they would have no such uh, reservation in, in uh, more restrictive states uh, when it comes to citizens um, being able to defend themselves. I'm going back to your analogy about the weapon. What is a weapon? A weapon is nothing until I give it meaning, right?
0: Exactly. Well, you know, even, I mean, it's funny about weapons too. So I, I had, a while back I took a course the, uh, you know, like, uh, in New York about, you know, like, uh, uh, like uh, safety. For, for you know, in the gun range and all this stuff, and uh, what are the rules? You know, so they ask the question: What is a uh, what is the safety of a gun? You know, and most people, well, it's 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 really you know the little thing that you press to make sure that the gun doesn't go off. But really, the true definition that they give you is that it's a mechanical device that actually can go wrong <laughs> or can break. So it's really not the safety that is going to make make the gun safe. It's you are going to know and your behavior around the gun that's going to make safe. You know, so, so when they do teach those things, I mean, it kind of clicks a little bit to understand what it is. And, and, and when you think about it, a lot of people that actually would never use the gun the wrong way. And I, again, it's, maybe it's people mention why are you choosing the gun as an example. But that's a big topic that's been discussed all over. And, and it can have bad ramifications, you know, right. depends on intent. But the idea is, you know, when you think about how many people may have permits versus the ones that don't, and how many of those that have permits have acted in the wrong way versus the ones that use illegal weapons or guns or whatever, then you'll see exactly th- th- exactly what we're discussing here. It's really the intent. Someone that understands what they have will probably, I mean, yeah, accidents happen and you know, sometimes stupidity takes place, uh, but you can't always be right about everything. I and mean, We're talking the example of the weapons. We can talk about anything. You right. can take a couple of pills and and hurt your body, or you can take you know one pill as subscribed, or prescribed rather, and you'll be good. We can exactly. give analogies left and right here. So right. You, the concept.
1: Right. And what happens then? The question is if the, the facts were actually traumatic, right? We talk about individuals uh, who were into combat, we talk about individuals who are abused, who are being abused. Mm-hmm. Uh and so then what kind of interpretation can one give it? In moving away from the learned helplessness aspect, one um, can decide to dare to leave, can decide to dare to respect himself or herself. It's kind of hard when the mirror in which an individual looks is being uh, sort of like a carnival mirror, right? Coney Island mirror that makes one looks four feet one even if he or she is six feet two uh, and if that's all they have looked at themselves in that kind of distorting mirror uh, we would call that um, uh, experiences of the past uh, in an individual growing up they are going to only believe that they are four feet one unless they change the mirror unless they change that perspective uh, that is very important to understand that the facts in and of themselves uh, are neutral until one gives it meaning. And, and that's a very well-known concept with um, batterers that, that I have uh, conducted groups and individual counseling with. They will um, try through grooming uh, or seduction, through coercion or through outright Uh, uh, physical threats and actions um, to manipulate into learned helplessness and submission a lot of victims. And they strike out most of the times. So it's a numbers game for them. And they would say in in therapy quite quite openly that uh, for them it was a numbers game. All they needed to do is to find uh the individual women let's say could be children who would uh, be already prepped if you will in terms of um Accepted. feeling yeah exactly so that they could look at this reality that was being offered by a would-be woman batterer or child batterer or such as something that is quote unquote normal because that's how they grew up so someone would not react to
0: them would not, and that, by the way it's a great example it's, it's. An example that I can relate to from a martial arts perspective. I actually give some advice when we train, uh, and I've learned this over the years with some real, you know, martial artists. You know, and, and I'm talking about some real good, you know, uh, experienced ones. About when you look at people aggressing, you know, or you know, being aggressive in the street or attacking people and things like aggressors, they choose their victims, the the prey and they're not going to attack or, or go against someone that they think may fight them back they're going to look at that weak little you know person that looks like really this is the one i'm just gonna take this one and do whatever i need whether it is using you know uh, whatever it is stealing beating even you know killing god forbid so all those things you know and that's really what it is it's a matter of how they choose their their their, their people but if you are deterring them you mentioned earlier about the little lady with the little gun (laughs) in texas you know you're not going to mess with someone like that because you think that she might be but you might think that she's not and obviously take a chance and now that can turn out really bad for you (laughs) so it's it's crazy but but you're right i mean it's uh people have these tendencies and they find people that feed into them and they'll give them what they need and i've always wondered that like you know even uh, you and I, we had the joke the other day, we were talking about the movies. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, uh, either uh, tragic movies in terms of like, disaster movies, that kind of thing, or war movies. And we talked about, like, how you, um, uh, you know, use that in training in terms of, like, decision making and, and, and fight or flight, that kind of thing. But then when you think about it, we all can be in a position where we have to think about what's the reaction. And then sometimes yeah. I watch somebody and I'm like, why did they not behave? Why would someone allow someone to be just beating on them without even doing something about it? If someone's going to hurt you, right, you got to defend yourself. You know, it doesn't matter if you you trained, you not. I mean, your, your reality is that you have to do something. If they're going to take advantage of you, well, you can't just allow them. And and really, that's self defense, right? So so yeah. again, I'm I'm always reverting back to the the self defense concepts here. But but the idea is really, people are gonna find someone, unless they can find someone that's gonna react to them. And that's yeah. and either way, it's a, it's there's a, there's a, a a cause and effect. It just who's gonna win here <laughs> depends on the party involved in, in the deal here. So um, yes, again, I'm I'm not sure if we're we're I'm relating exactly to what
1: you yeah talking. yeah. Absolutely. Because what we are talking about is an action or inaction, which is based on feelings leading in one direction or another, which are based on the interpretation of the situation by the individual. It's not the situation in and of itself. It's the, how the individual looks at it. Uh, that that interpretation or misinterpretation uh, is powerful. Even to the point where if somebody has absolutely no chance to win, uh, very often um, he or she may at least put up a good battle and in so doing may intimidate and at least um, diminish the damage uh, and or even save his or her life. So let me give you an example if some uh, child or some woman is kidnapped, let's say from the parking lot, the the kidnapper will be saying, listen, um, be quiet and nothing is going to happen to you. If the, the, the kidnapper person is actually fighting and screaming and uh, messing with the wheels of the kidnapper and, and opening the door and jumping because he or she knows that at this point fighting, even if she may not win, even if she or he may die in the process by throwing themselves from the car, at least they fought. So um, very often um, the, these aggressors are really cowards. So when confronted with opposition, uh, they may actually drop the whole thing. There were, for a lack of a better term, uh, ironic cases where because the uh, kidnapped man or woman uh, um, uh, by a would-be rapist thought that individual couldn't have an erection and therefore couldn't go ahead with the actual uh, raping. Uh, we have the example of little dogs, tiny little things that are barking away uh, and scaring away individuals such as you and I, or there were some cases where they even scared away um, bears from their bear turf. Uh, who had come to maybe go into the garbage and have some sort of uh, treat. So the fighting is important. The fighting, however, the action is preceded by how one feels and interprets the reality. That's so why it's important.
0: You know, it's funny that you, you're saying that, and so I'm, I'm relating back to a couple of concepts of martial arts here, but one of them being ki. Uh, so we we all see this in the movies when when the karate person or any martial artist they make that big noise ah, you're making that big uh, skip but really there's a concept behind it it's a deterrent I mean the first thing is intimidating and the second is deterrent it's the same thing as a roar <laughs> you know that's yeah. what it does yeah Not only it it startles people but it does that and there and to the same effect there's another technique that is used and anyone that's listened I mean it's a good thing it may save your life but what it does is it helps you so if, if you have to fight that's another thing i mean uh you cannot in trouble (laughs) i mean technically you fight you get in trouble so so there's two things here you're going to get hurt you're going to hurt someone you end up dead or in jail or something Like we always say that's that's the problem so there's no win in a fight but if you have no choice and you have to when you have people that are around you and aggressive and they they really they want to take advantage of you you're going to do something about it so the first thing especially if you know how to handle the situation you also have to justify that whatever you're going to take care of (laughs) is not going to be against you so, from a law enforcement, if you break somebody's leg and arm, whatever, from a defense, you know, you can be liable for that. So, one of the things that, that is a, a technique that is used is you have to make a scene. <laughs> and the scene is you have to go really like crazy. Oh my God, I don't wanna fight. No, I'm sorry, you know, double. And then you're getting the attention of everybody as witnesses. So, everybody's gonna say, well, this person was not really doing it. They were the ones. And you build a case. Not only you build a case, you also start the person. And by that time, you can take a quick, you know, a spin on things and life, you know, you know, everything ends in, in literally a couple of seconds. But those are simple things that do make a difference. Uh, and you're right. If you do that little extra, making noise, doing anything. Listen, I, I always say this is a rule. If someone is willing to hurt me, you know, there's no reason for me not to be able to be willing to defend myself and hurt them back if I have no choice, you know, yes. or if I can prevent it, I can but at the end of the day, if they already got given themselves permission to do that, what are you gonna do? I mean, yeah. if they're gonna hurt you bad, they're gonna hurt you regardless. But you're not going as we say. You don't go without a fight.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, they, so exactly.
0: It, and and it, it works. But you, in your case and your experience with with folks, you have seen that as a true, validated, you know, piece,
1: and people yeah. have put it to it. So yeah. it, it's pretty. Deep stuff (laughs) yes let me give you a more banal example in the same vein Um, let's say I'm helping a client a client comes to me and says listen for one reason or another uh, I received several overpayments from the Social Security Administration now uh, SSA wants the money back Uh, what are my um, what shall I do okay more often than not, people don't even come to us trying to get uh, advocacy. they just going to it, okay, chin down, guilty as charge, let me just pay for the damn thing, and that's it. That's because they are have learned helplessness. Uh, if somebody dares to fight, even if they may not win, uh, there are at least four steps of recourse within the Social Security Administration and outside it. Uh, in two different courts, one state, one federal, number one. Number two, very often uh, the Social Security Administration, once the charge was made, they will start to collect and garnish checks and all kinds of things to start to collect money. That hurricane is illegal because according to the Social Security Administration's own rules and regulations, if an individual has a pending Uh, is at the painting stage of a recourse at any point or another, Um, the social security administration's by its own palms or regulations, they have to stop collecting anything. Yet they go ahead and they quote unquote dare to take the money uh, even if they know full well that the individual is the uh, appeals process. Those who, A, dare to ask, B, there to know, because it's important to know one's rights, uh, and see, get through the process, the motions of actually um, completing the papers and are getting assistance and such. Guess what? Uh, They file for the appeals. They have to request from the social security administrations to honor their own regulations in terms of stopping any garnishment of uh, from from their salaries and or tax returns and such they have to fight so the moral of the story and then the social security administration eventually relents until uh, a decision is made by an administrative law judge or even further above him or her the point is that just because one has rights and one has an uh, avenue of escape and one has an avenue to um, to, to find freedom and or respect and or abundance. If he or she doesn't know the rights be, if he or she doesn't dare to implement in that uh, uh, regard, uh, and then it's, it's somewhat point really, because what good are rights and the possibilities to uh, escape an oppressive situation if the individual doesn't dare. And it's amazing because this learned helplessness system uh, is so pervasive and insidious that it makes people waste the most important commodity in their lives, which is the time in their lives, uh, in stagnating or even regressing. What do you think?
0: Oh, I mean, you're right. And, and to your point, I mean, people have really taken this or position of like, I can't help it. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> There's nothing I can do but they don't even take a minute to actually take action or steps or even learn about what it is. You were talking about social security. I mean, I, obviously, I, one of my core business that I do on a day-to-day basis is working with seniors. And, you know, in the healthcare field, I mean, there's appeals and so on and so forth. Uh, we deal with a lot of folks that are on social security, and you're right. There's a lot of protocols and procedures, but some people may not know. And again, or if they know they're afraid to take action because they're still going to worry about the outcomes and what are you going to lose? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this this goes to in, in all different industries. I mean, if you have a debt and, you know, people are trying the banks and whatever, loans, there are ways you can stop, you know, from, from them going crazy after you. And there's so many things and they are experts in these matters. But you got to seek, you know, the, 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 the system. You know, you got to find the ways to take action. But don't just claim that, again, we're talking about the ostrich effect. It's I, you know, I'm good. You know, I don't want to do anything, you know, and uh, that's it. No, you take action. You do your part. You you do your part. That's it. You take the steps that are necessary. The outcome may or may come your way or not your way, but it doesn't matter. You just have to do what's necessary to take steps and uh, see what happens. Even if it's a 50-50 shot, I'll take that anytime.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And here is the important thing based on the interpretation that I have of the, if you will, hurdles in my life. Am I going to fight this out of love, or am I going to fight this out of fear? Because it makes a whole experience, uh, in the former case, of an enjoyable experience, a fulfilling experience, or uh, an enthusiastic experience, whereas doing the same thing, mind you, uh, or am I going to do this um, out of uh, fear, which is going to generate anger and constriction and so forth. So it's important that when I fight, I find reasons to do it out of love. Um, It's an extremely important. People say, well, it doesn't matter, the end result matter. Well, there is such a thing as the experience of the journey, the destination. Um, Yeah, so uh, based on fear or anger or love, We have three ways to look at ourselves. The one that is related to low self-esteem is is just that, low self-esteem, learned helplessness, also known as the passive mode, which allows for demeaning by others and or by ourselves, right? We have cases of individuals who ingest toxic substances, um, hurt themselves, uh, bulimia, anorexia, you name it. uh, uh, um, gamble, they do things that destroys their lives. Mm-hmm. The individuals who are the aggressors mm-hmm. and who are aggressors because they are afraid uh, that they may not have uh, anybody to uh, to abuse. so they are the abusers are actually cowards. The abusers are actually afraid of not having any host on which to be uh, and from which to be parasites. these individuals have, high self-esteem so what is high self-esteem uh, also known as aggressive it's selfish behavior including demeaning others now the ideal for the individual when he or she finds reasons or interprets his or her reality uh, out of love as opposed to out of fear and or anger is what we call um, just self-esteem no high no low so the question is why is that Uh, The the low self-esteem is the passive, the high self-esteem is the aggressive, the self-esteem based individual is simply assertive. So he or she will be advocating for self and others in an ethical fashion. So for people to do that, um, going away from the religious morality, which is based on fear, and going into the spiritual morality behind it, which is based on love, uh, then the self-esteem individual will have a sort of barometer inside him, hurricane, that will tell him, okay, I have so much power now, I need to check myself uh, and make sure that the other individual is not going to suffer because of my being at the point where I could take advantage and vice versa. Uh, And so it's very important to focus in doing whatever we are doing, um out of love because that involves that i'm part of a salad bowl as opposed to being in a melting pot so the salad bowl really says what what do you think it means uh, hurricane it's it's a mixture of things but they're distinct they are distinct and then they are together at the same time so therefore it means one i have my own rights as an individual that's the respect for self and the other ones have also "quote unquote" the right to be part in this salad ball, not just I, not just the tomatoes as Although some people may like just tomato salad, that's their thing. The general rule is that all ingredients have a total yeah a totality of individuality and also commonality with the world. So therefore, and that's actually the whole idea, right? Like the um, experiments that were made. Uh, showing that um, we cannot just be the creators when in fact we didn't give ourselves a life or happiness or anything. We cannot create anything by ourselves. There has to be uh, our initiative, our hard work in conjunction with outside factors. So therefore we are together. What do you think?
0: Well, I mean, I agree. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I mean, well, I, to, to just to add to that, I mean, the concept of we all have to have a balance and and know where to stop that's the other thing it's there is always a point where you know if you go beyond it and we've seen that i mean we see that in some reaction when people they take it to the next level where they don't have to like why Uh, i mean we talked about you know law enforcement we talk about excessive force we talk about you know thugs we talk about all kinds of stuff but at the end of the day it doesn't matter what you are what you do if you do it correctly and do measure, you know, and you can balance the good, the bad, and you always outweigh the things. And if you can back off sometimes, even, you know, when you have the upper hand, you can stop, you know, I mean, we have that concept of martial arts. I mean, if you don't have to brutal, you know, somebody and really go you know, and break them, if you don't have to, you can just subdue someone and tell them, Hey, listen, you got, you got the listen, stop it. Right. Or you can go to the extent and just do damage. And then now you are liable because you did not stop. So and again relate to something that is that that is dear to my heart. But at the end of the day, it's really that that stuff. It's it's like discipline, right? You can discipline, or you can abuse.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can discipline or you can abuse. This is very powerful.
0: Exactly. So you can discipline and doesn't have to go crazy, which a lot of the older generation had experienced in terms of discipline. And today I'm not going to go over that that topic is a little touchy. <laughs> but I'm not talking about corporal, you know, type of discipline. But I'm talking in general. I mean. Uh, anyone that is that that grew up in the 70s, maybe even early 80s or before that, it was a different type of you know discipline. Anywhere there was no like I, I got this, nobody's gonna talk to me. There was consequences if you took you know any bad action, right? At home, at school, in the street, doesn't matter where you. Today people get away with things, right? And so so people don't know what's discipline anymore because they just know, well, what are you gonna do about it? Huh? So they challenge everything, and <laughs> that's really the reaction that you hear these days, right? But, but that's the difference. But then you have the abuse. You know, you go the extreme and you go beyond what you needed. So there's the point of no return. And when you get to that point, it's too late. And at that point, and that's really what happens is when people wind up in jail and wind up dead or in a bad situation because from a discussion, it escalates. The next thing, it becomes physical. The next thing, you know, people go to the extent and the balance is lost and you have all these other powers that take place. And that's it. So, so... The, to your question and to the point you're making, I think you have to be, you know, understanding that it's not about you, it's also about everybody else, and why you take advantage for you and make sure that you're righteous and you get your, your peace from whatever the situation is, make sure that you don't be, go beyond that. It's just like justice, right? You want to just take your justice. You know, some people like, oh, it's fair or just, and some people want to do more. Like, for example, we hear this all the time, somebody falls in a store. I mean, you tripped. Now you're going to sue the place because you want to make money, right? Not because it, it, the store didn't do anything, but because there is a law, because you can, because you will, you will take it to that extent. But not everybody would do it. Let's see. So some people will say, I'm sorry, it happened. I feel better. I'm good. Some people get an, an offender bender and now they have like a lawsuit going on. Oh my God, my neck is broken, right? <laughs> so yeah, it, it's all about, to your point, about cause fact you know the actual uh, training that they have the upbringing whatever the case is the environment things like that do do make that happen or not happen
1: yeah in the 1700s william law an english priest mystic and writer he stated something uh, like this man needs to be saved from his own wisdom as much as from his own righteousness for they both produce one and the same corruption so deep. it's deep and again you think well if somebody's wise then it's good right if he's right he's good or she's good well uh, wisdom and righteousness without the benefit of being acted um from the spirit of of love and care and um and gentleness and or assertiveness from case to case they produce the corruption of the power trips and at this point i'm detaching from anybody else i'm on my own and uh in so doing i'm really in denial of reality because i cannot be on my own can i
0: well so so you touch on a very another dear topic to myself to my heart is and I've given this example in the, in the context of leadership. And you know, people get a position, they get power, and it gets to their head. They they forget either where they came from, and when they were at that stage, they were looking up on other people, saying, "Why wow, are they behaving this way?" And then, when you get to that point, you became the opposite of what you actually hated, or you become exactly what you hated. All right. And sometimes it becomes where, like, you know, I'm out of control because I got this this perception of power right yeah and and that that's a very common thing that happens at work in the workplace in a lot of areas right so again understanding that you are nothing without the others you know exactly role i mean there's no such thing as leader without you know people supporting them otherwise you have nobody to lead you'll be you'll be no people
1: (laughs) yeah 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 exactly am i being am i doing what i'm doing out of love people say well i'm doing it out of love for me and out of spite for the others that's not how this thing works well it's just the, the, the case for themselves yeah because it's two different frequencies it's the am versus fm and just like it's impossible to put uh two swords in the same sheet right it's either one or another uh, so it is impossible for me to nourish love towards my loved ones and then uh, go outside the door and go and shoot people and hurt people. Uh, there is one category of individuals who, who, are endo- who are able to pull that stunt off, and those are the people without compassion, who are entirely, we'd call them, sado or masochists or both, and they are acting strictly from the reptilian part of our brains, the one that is devoid of any compassion and the sense of um, really love. Uh, those are a few, like what, a few percentiles in, in, in the society, uh, but, but they are there. Uh, most of us just do it in denial of our own compassion and common sense and intuition. And that gets us in trouble because then it brings remorse at some point. And remorse really, in Latin, means being bit again. Uh, right. Uh, uh, so that's what remorse is.
0: Interesting. Well, listen, I mean, we can go on and on. There's a lot of deep stuff here and we probably can connect this for the next topic, you know, and, 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 and just take it from there in terms of like where people have uh, gone beyond and they need to come back. And sometimes it is too late. I think you and I, we talked about the example of somebody, you know, didn't realize what they did until it was too late. But at that point, it cost them years of their life to really you know, figure out that, what the hell did I just do? And I, I would assume that a good 90% of all the people that weren't up in a bad place, they would think twice like, what the hell? And by the way, I think any one of us, and this is actually a challenge to anyone that's listening or watching, think about this. If you were to go back in life, you know, and, and a few years back, what would you change? And I guarantee you, we all can change a lot of things we did, (laughs) you know, in in terms of like, you could have done this differently, you could have not hurt this person, you could have not done something uh, that you probably regret at this point, but you did it, whether it's a business decision, a personal decision, family decision, and and, and again, it could be something bad that got you to a point where now it's like, oops, and you have to regret it for the rest of your life. So one little action with that thinking, without stopping at the point, you know, where you need to stop gets us to where we are. too late and so Um,
1: yeah and this is where the process of forgiveness has to come in and we can uh without forgiveness there is no closing of the wound of remorse or uh and and it stays open because i keep hating 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 and resenting so the the wound is open and stirred and and uh, irritated whereas forgiveness allows for me to let go of the desire to be right and focus on the heart, on the process of being in harmony. And that's open, an open wound, it will turn into a scar, whether it be physical or emotional. And with the scar, one can function in life. It's okay, it's there, but it doesn't hurt.
0: Well, I think we're getting close to the end of the show, but to your point, the forgiveness part, it starts with the self, I think. I mean, first you gotta forgive yourself. for. for <laughs> or your actions and what you do, and then forgive others for anything they do. And sometimes, it's okay. It doesn't hurt, you know. Actually, when you forgive people, it's a good power. Uh, and 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 the people that can experience that will, will literally relate to that 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 expression. That is power. True power is when you forgive. When you can actually, you have control, but you can let go. You have control, and you can really say, "I got this. I don't need to go beyond this." That's Excellent. The power of, of, of the self and the esteem and really the highest level of humanity i would say but again with with, with i don't want to be the last one to to end the, the show here so carry a, any last wisdoms on on this this uh you know uh, episode today and then we can catch on on the next one
1: absolutely thank you thank you and thank you to the listeners and um we appreciate being part of your time uh in terms of uh, brainstorming on these issues and possibly reflect on them thank you
0: well, thank you gabriel as usual gabriel Gurasem. uh check out his book uh, gracia cantantes it's a pretty deep book by the way i got my copy and i'm reading it i'm enjoying it so you do the same if you can uh check it out the link on on the description of the show has the actual uh link to to the book and uh it is pretty cool stuff so um and again Catch on the shows on the radio, on the, the, the site. Uh, if you have Roku, you know, watch it there or YouTube, but you know, follow the, the, the Garrison hour with us and get some insights and some deep stuff about psychology, about behavioral stuff. And, um, while this is not my background, I try to double with him. I mean, you know, he puts me all the time on on the position when I had to get in, and I try. So I'm I'm keeping up. Hopefully, I'm doing a good job. You know, let's see what I'm doing next time. <laughs> but but uh, you know, um, I try, I try. But Gabriel, thank you. You are actually keeping me in check, and that's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Likewise, it's uh-huh. it's a, a two way system here. Thank you. Thank
0: you. All right. With that being said, thank you for watching the iHealth channel and uh, i listening on iHealth I Radio. Gabrielle Garrison with us, the Garrison Hour. We will talk to you in about a week or so. So stay tuned for the next one. It's going to be just as cool as as deep in terms of conversation. So we'll talk soon. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you.